On this episode of the The SMD Podcast, I chop it up with Rel Myers. She's an NBA analyst, the NBA host, podcast host, fellow creator, pals and whistles on the Believe Podcast Network. I chop it up with her off of various amounts of topics covering the Pelicans in the Western Conference. Zion Williamson, when will he be back? Young Reaper, B.I., Brandon Ingram, how has he looked coming off his return from injury? What exactly can we expect from the Pelicans and we handicapped the rest of the Western Conference over the second half of the season? And lastly, is Jose Alvarado actually dirty? All of that and more on the latest episode of the The SMD Podcast. El primero de mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the VSMD Podcast. I am your host, Sanders May Jr. Follow me on, yep, still there for now on the Elon app at VSMD. That's T-H-E-E-S-A-M-D. Podcast is also up there at VSMD Podcast, all one word. If you're not down with the Elon app, I get it. I might be right behind you out the door. Follow me on the Zuckerberg app and the China app. Subscribe to the podcast, Five Stars, Nothing Tell a Friend. Podcasts available on all major podcasts and platforms, including the Purple app and the Rogan app. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Link is in the podcast description. Donation link is down there as well. For all content, audio, and visual, hit up thesamd.com. Musical production done by Mayfirst Music. Support him at soundcloud.com slash Music. We're getting close to the NBA All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, everything that goes along with that. And then after that, we have the trade deadline. So to help me get up to speed on where we're at with not just the New Orleans Pelicans, but around the rest of the NBA East-West, we'll see where we go with the conversation. But to join me to get up to speed on the NBA is Rel Myers. She is a NBA host, NBA analyst. I'll make sure all the social media information is in the podcast and the YouTube description. So make sure you tap in with her. Show her, show her some support. So my next guest on the The Samd Podcast is Rel Myers. Let's bring her in. Rel, how are you? Welcome to the The Samd Podcast. What's up? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, so you cover the Pels. Obviously, you had the background and you had the T-shirt on, so obviously <laughs> repping. So, you know, obviously there was a lot to be made of the Pels coming into the season with a healthy Zion, which is always dicey, you know, healthy Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, everything mm-hmm. like that. At times they've looked really good, top tier in the West. At times they've, yeah. you know, through injuries and whatnot, inconsistent play, they've kind of fallen off. So right now they're kind of middle of the pack. I think they're 500, correct? Yeah, they're right at 500 now. Right at 500. So kind of walk me through that this season so far for people who haven't been keeping up with the Pels outside of just figuring out when Zion's coming back. Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster. Um, you know, they had two healthy games and then third game of the season, BI gets hurt, Zion gets hurt, and then from that point it was kind of like, all right, is this what we're in for <laughs> this season, you know? So, right. um Zion and BI and CJ, so our big 3, right? They have all played I want to say 10 games together at this point and now we're wow. 52 games into the season. Yeah, so it, it's been, it's been a tough blow. Um BI just came back, he was out for 2 months with a, a toe contusion or something of that nature. And so he's just kind of trying to get his legs back under him. And 
Zion's a week away from getting uh, reevaluated after a hamstring injury. Um, and CJ's been in and out of lineup here and there a little bit, but he's been the most available of the big three. But um, yeah, I think the expectations this season were way higher than last season, obviously. I mean, Zion missed the entire season last year and the Pelicans were able to squeak their way into the play-in, were able to right. squeak their way into the playoffs, right? So yeah. um, I think once we saw what Zion and CJ, well, actually, what uh, B.I. and CJ were able to do, uh, especially, you know, they, they took Phoenix to, to six games, and I think that really wore Phoenix out for that next round, right, against Dallas. Um, so seeing what those guys would be able to do without Zion, and you think, look at this team, look how much fun they are. They're going to add Zion into this. This is going to be awesome. And then so far, you know, they got a little bit, a taste of the one seed, and they fell a little bit, and they got back up to the one seed, and now they're in 10th. <laughs> they've lost right, yeah. nine straight yeah. games um it has been it, it's been tough we we uh my co-host daniel salerson and i on pels and whistles we were talking about um potentially naming an episode Ugh. like because that's just how you feel <laughs> that's how you feel watching right, this team yeah. you know they can be better when they're completely healthy but the issue is when will they get healthy and in when they get healthy, will they stay healthy? So that's the issue right. that they've been having. But I mean, on paper, these guys, they're looking really, really good. It's just, can they translate that to on the court? Um, and can they take care of business? How frustrating, I guess, has has that aspect of it, where, you know, you saw what they were able to accomplish last year, even without Zion. And we were kind of teased, as you mentioned, twice getting to the number one seed in the West. And the West, that's quite frankly, very wide open. Like there's no yeah. clear dominant team in that conference. So how frustrating has it been to just kind of follow that team and see that, you know, when they're all there, as you said, 10 times, like that's not even a good sample size to even figure out what that looks like. So how, how has that been trying to keep up with, with this team and track how they uh, track the ups and downs? It's tough. It's tough. I think last year Pell's Twitter was, it, it was a nice little place. You know, we built this nice little community online and now that there's these expectations and the team isn't doing good, everyone's just at each other's throats, right? <laughs> so right. Um, I just, like you said, it's a really, really small sample size. And with the trade deadline coming up, it's, you know, what do they do? Do they just decide to like stand pat and just say, hey, we're going to get healthy at some point and we trust this group of guys we have? Or do you want to try to bring somebody else in who can be, you know, fourth option when we're healthy or be second option when we're not healthy or something like that? So, um, it's been really frustrating um, and you can't really blame a team for going on a skid like they've gone on when you have two all-stars missing from your lineup. And now, right. you know, Brandon Ingram's paid, played two games since he's come back from injury and you can't expect him to just be going for like 30 every night off injury. Like he's got to get back in a game shape. Um, and I think people have just lost patience, but you know, you know how fans get, you know, we don't really Facts. see the big picture yeah. all the time. Yeah. So yeah. every, everyone's really stressed out. There's, and there's some people who I will say are very calm and they're like, look, I know what it is and we're healthy and we're going to be healthy at some point. And when we get there, just remember this remember how you felt at this time. And when right. we start winning again, <laughs> you'll be even more happy. So it's yeah. a bit crazy. How how has you know I've I've been a big champion of Bi um, you know I call him Young Reaper because he Young just reminds Reaper, me yeah. so much of Slim Reaper you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. like you know on this pod everyone knows like when it comes to Young Reaper Bi like I'm all in so how has yeah. he looked in his in his first couple of games back obviously it's gonna be some rust there but in terms of mm -hmm. getting acclimated looking more like himself how 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 has he looked so far? 
Um, I would say in his first game back, it was kind of like, all right, where, you know, he's getting to his spots. He's getting where he needs to be on the floor, but the shots just weren't really falling so much. Um, that second game back, I want to say he might have got like 22 points, um, five or six rebounds, and the same for the assist. So it was like, all right, so it's a pretty decent stat line. Right. Um, especially for a guy coming off an injury like that that's, you know, having a toe injury like that that a lot of people have compared to um, – like turf toe that's really tough right. and it's hard for you to push off on something like that but he, he looks like he's moving around well um it's just a matter of shots going in and sometimes they just don't and so people are kind of panicking some people putting them in the trade machine and that's just way too much you know you can't you can't throw the slim reaper in it you nah, can't throw nah, the young you reaper can't. you really can't you know what i'm saying you really can't it's like nuts. every this instant like uh gratification thing that fans have going on right. we all just gotta take a break just relax and, and there's been a lot of reports of, you know, the the Grizzlies and, and the Pels both trying to get OG and Anobi and, you yeah. know, the, the Pels don't want the Grizz to get them and vice versa. So, <laughs> I mean, well, I hope not. But is there a scenario where in a desperation to go get OG that someone like B.I. is in a trade for OG? Like, have we gotten to no. that point? No chance. There's no chance our okay, front office would do that. I think okay. when KD made his trade request, which, you know, he was never going to get traded anyway, right? Facts. They yeah. wouldn't even give up BI for KD. So if they're not gotcha. giving him up for KD, they're not giving him up for OG. Damn sure not for no OG. Okay. And, okay. And, and, and it's another thing with like, you know, we haven't been healthy. If we end up getting OG, how many games did OG play last year? He played like 45 games or something. Now this year, he's right. already at like the same number. He's already at about 40. Right. He's healthy this year. Yeah. Yeah. But. Can you count on him to to be healthy? You really just never know. But yeah, Bi is not the guy who they're trying to put in um, in any trade scenarios for anybody. He was the first one to you know commit to us, and you know after he got traded here, he ended up signing an extension. Right. Um, and you know he he appears to want to be here. And we always say here, if you love New Orleans, she'll love you back. And so we just have to mm -hmm. keep doing that. You know he yeah, <laughs> he's done, yeah. he's done yeah. good things for us. You know, and it's it's. A lot of people try to look at it like, well, what has he done for the Pelicans? They haven't won a championship yet. And it's like, bro, look, some guys go their whole career and don't ever win anything. Like the point Facts, fraud yeah. that you was talking about. Hey, there you go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. I trust. bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. So, so yeah. I mean, who who would be in a trade for OG? Like, well, what pieces do you think would be expendable? Like, where where is there a surplus of, you know, pieces that they could get rid of to get an OG? Um, so I'm not entirely sure what the uh, draft capital is looking like for the Pelican situation okay. right now. I just know we mm -hmm. have a, we got picks, we got assets. Like we can pretty much get whoever we want. It's just a matter of do we really want OG or is that just something that like got leaked by somebody else? Like did Toronto leak that to try to drive up the price? That's, like who really there knows? There you go. Let's go. But, Talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how fans always think that they can trade guys from the end of their bench to go get somebody That's else's something star. for and nothing it, it, it's it's not gonna work that way so there's a lot of people in pelicans twitter who are obsessed with the trade machine and they're always putting jackson hayes Devonte graham and garrett temple in there and they're like if we throw those three in a couple of picks it'll just be all good exactly like i see your face that's crazy so yeah, yeah. people are saying like you know if we were to try to get somebody like og there's no way we'd be able to keep um herb jones trey murphy dyson daniels go. like the, right. at least one of those guys would be gone so it's right. like and some people think you know herb could be og he could be better than og in the future he's only a second year player he's a second round draft pick 
Um, mm-hmm. And the Pelicans were really high on him. You know, he became a starter in game two last season. Um, and wow. I think that Herb, I think he overachieved a little bit last year. I think he he was, he was went beyond our expectations. And so this year, he's kind of, to some people, maybe playing like a rookie. And it's like, well, he's regressed. Well, what's going on? Why don't we just get rid of him for OG? And it's like, well, you know, it's not that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm really looking forward to the deadline because I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I'd like to say the Pelicans will make a trade and end up getting Gary Trent Jr. instead of OG Ooh, or either one of okay. them. But okay. um, it's, I think we we might have to make some sort of move. But uh, right. I think if they don't do anything, it's going to be a full meltdown online, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that where, where you think they need to upgrade in terms of maybe getting like a, a 3 and D type, type of player like, like, like a Gary Trent? Like, is that, you know... I think if we're prioritizing between a three and D guy or some rim protection, we need rim okay. protection. I think we need it, it, but at the same time, if we're going to go out there and get rim protection and we're going to get another backup big, I think we had better be playing that person. You know what I mean? Like a mm. lot of times when, when Jonas Valanciunas comes out of the game, we put in Larry Nance and Larry Nance plays a small yeah. ball five. We hardly ever play Jackson Hayes. We hardly ever play uh, Billy Aaron Gomez. Um, if we're going to send, you know, any of those backup bigs out and get another one in, we need to be letting the guy play, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like we can't yeah. do the small ball yeah. thing against everybody because there's going to be some centers out there that's going to kill you. Nikola Jokic, he's going to kill you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Facts>. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. And I'm low-key, I'm kind of glad the whole Jackson Hayes thing is kind of <laughs> been put out the pasture because I was like, yo, how many more years do you need to see he just yeah. ain't it. Like he could be a rotational big off the bench, but in terms yeah. of starting the potential's him, potential's there. The potential's it's there. there. But <laughs> how many know. years are you gonna wait on it? Like, it's right. like and this you're gonna re up him? Like, him. come on. <laughs> so I think he's a restricted free agent this summer. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I don't know. I'm good. If, <laughs> if I'm the Pels, like I, I've seen enough. Go ahead. I'm not matching. The, Go ahead and get the whatever. Crazy thing, like they'll they'll bench him for like several games at a time and mm. then they'll play him again and he'll be like all right i got my stuff together and it's like a lot of us we we love jackson hayes and and it's like this tough love thing where it's like listen i know you can do it so why don't you <laughs> go out there and do it you know like yeah. last yeah. season zion was out jackson hayes was starting at the four for us jackson is great mm. as a four he just is not a great five in the nba and it just is what it is but he's very new the basketball. He's a football player. He plays basketball gotcha. in the way football players do. He wants to get the highlight as opposed to, you know, making the fundamental play, you know? So, and the highlights are cool. And he's always hmm. going to post his highlights on Instagram. So we give him a hard time about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the society we live in now. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, facts. But see, that that to me is interesting that he plays better as, as a four because, mm-hmm. I, okay. <laughs> what skill set did he show at the four that he for some reason forgets when he's a five? Like, it's, is he more adept like, at the rim? Like, is he getting better looks? I don't. I think, yeah, he might be getting better. He's cutting more, I think, instead of just standing around. But I mean, sometimes active, you, you throw him okay. in there and he'll end up in the corner and he's waiting to shoot a corner three. And it's like, now, nah, Jackson, you better get <laughs> yeah. out of that corner. <laughs> Anybody but you, bro. Like, <laughs> and he yeah. might make it, though. That's the crazy wow. thing is I've seen him make it on occasion. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things, and I don't know if he's in his own head or if if there's. It could be one of those situations where you know they're telling him, "Okay, go over there in the corner," and we're thinking, "Hey, Jax, why are you over there in the corner?" Like he might just be doing what they asked him to do. 
But at the same time, you have to think, okay, well, why would they ask him to do that? You know, but right. Um, it's it's just a, a weird thing ever since we've gotten him. And but yeah, the the potential's there. It's just the real funny thing how the way this is like shaking out with him. So I think he could be on his way out, but at the same time, you just really never know. Right. And assuming Zion comes back relatively soon, I know he started working out again. He was able to run full mm-hmm. speed and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, big picture, how good how good can you see this roster being? Or how good can you think that big three that has only been on the court 10 times, assuming B.I. gets his legs underneath him, assuming Zion mm-hmm. gets his legs back underneath him and C.J. doesn't get hurt, how good can this team be in your eyes? Uh, I, I'd say they're top four in the West team. Um, and I still think that when Zion comes back, if they can like really lock in for the rest of the regular season, I think they could potentially get back to, to the third seed or fourth seed. But I mean, you know, them falling the 10th in this nine game losing streak. If you look at the standings, I want to say fourth through 10th or maybe even 11, it's only separated by like four or five games. It's, it's not sure. a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's one of those things where, I hate to rely on other teams to lose so the Pelicans can start moving back up because really yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can only control what you can control. So they got to go out there and win some games. Um, and it's just a shame that, you know, Memphis went on a, a five-game losing streak, I want to say, something similar to that. Uh, and the Pelicans weren't able to capitalize because they were on their own six-game losing streak at the time or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think a fully healthy team, they could easily be top four. Um, they could end up in the Western Conference Finals maybe next year, maybe not this year. I just, I just don't really know. You know, I think I had much higher. It, it, I don't want to say I had much higher expectations, but it's weird because when the season started, I said, you know what? I just want to be top six. I just want to skip the play in, and that'll okay. be uh, that'll be um, you know an upgrade as opposed to like how we did last season. Um, right. But now, when you get to number one two times in the season. And then you start losing and losing and losing. <laughs> and then you end up in 10th. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now hold on. You know, right. like, wait a minute. I've seen what you can do. So what's the issue? What's going on? Exactly. So, seems like it's an identity thing. You know, not only were they without their two stars, but it's also just like, where's the energy? What are we doing out here? Like, let's let's just, like Willie Green said in the playoffs, you got to fight. <laughs> where's yeah, the sure. fight, you know? Yeah. But they had a terrible schedule to go into missing your top guys like that. I think all the teams they played have been uh, in the top five in the East and the West this whole time. So it's been a rough 30 or so days. So, you know, following up on that, Willie Green, he's a guy that is, you know, I won't say he was the sexiest name in terms of when he was hired. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But he certainly showed his acumen and showed that he knows what he's doing and he more than deserves to, to have the role that he has. Yeah. How have how have you watched his philosophy? Like, do, do, is this team fully in his image? It like, well, what's the identity of a Willie Green coach team based off what you see? Um, Willie said this thing one time to one of the guys. He said, I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you up. So he's mm. he seems to be a guy who's going to hold people accountable. Um, but he's also not just going to be like, a total a-hole right like he's he's a breath of fresh air for these guys coming off of that year that they had with stan van gundy um right. in that season they played some some decent basketball in that season zion was amazing in that season mm-hmm. um 
But those guys just—they did not like Stan Van Gundy. They tuned Stan out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did he lose the locker room? At what point did he lose the locker room? You know. So right. I, I think them bringing Willie in—he's a, you know, uh, I guess a player's coach, as some people will call it. Um, they seem to really enjoy being coached by him. They enjoy being around him, and it's—you know—he's a younger coach too. I think Stan just doesn't understand um, the youth. He doesn't understand today's youth, right? Like, I don't know if you saw the thing the other day with him and KD. KD said he was spitting, yeah. and he was like, yeah. "What are yeah. you talking now, about?" Now, now he's saying busting. He's 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 got the Urban Dictionary <laughs> in the bookmarks now. He's he's going crazy Man. now. <laughs> That's nuts. But, uh, so yeah, he was out of touch, and Willie Willie is way more in touch. And Willie was, um, you know, he was on Monty Williams' staff, and Monty used to play here, and Monty was loved. When he was here, which is is funny to me because at the, when Monty was here, I was like, "Nah, we got to get that guy out of here." And it sucks that he got right. fired after a good season. Like, who does that? But I don't yeah. know. He was just doing crazy stuff back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I know this. I, I've been following um, Zion with, through all the hype, even before you know Duke and all that, from all the ball is life videos and him just yeah. destroying. You know, seemed like ten year olds in a high school gym. How, what's his impact on this team when he's around? Like it seems to be like once he's there, everyone just kind of knows what to do, and yeah. most of the time it's get the hell out the way and let Zion be Zion. But like, yeah. <laughs> so, what what have you seen when Zion's there and he's he's got the full complement of parts? Like, how has he progressed from year to year? Zion really strikes me as a guy who just wants to play and he just wants to win. And I think an underrated part of his game is his passing. Um, there's a lot of times where he's drawing three defenders, he's drawing four defenders. Um, and he seems to, and he gets some turnovers every now and then, you know, they might hack him and lose the ball. I don't think he gets a great whistle, but um, <laughs> he makes the right play, I would say, more often than not. And I think when you're handling the ball as much as he does sometimes, obviously you're going to end up turning the ball over here and there. But um, I think in that Stan Van Gundy year, when we unlocked the point Zion philosophy, that was right. awesome. And then Willie tried to tap into that a little bit here or there this season. And it's just like, hey, let him take the ball up the court. And he needs to be touching the ball on every play. Like you need to give him a yep. touch. Like, yeah. I don't know what the play call is. <laughs> and, and if yeah. the option ain't there, you need to toss it to him, whatever. Yeah. Like, we just make sure this guy gets a touch. But um, he can really, really dominate. Um, and in particular, I love to watch him play against guys like Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is this, you know, defensive player of the year guy, and he's supposed to be so scary and right. all this stuff. No, Zion's going to move him right in up his out chest. The way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah move out the, the way. way. Yeah. Yeah, he's not scared of none of that. So Zion grew up, his, you know, his mom had him watching guys like Jordan and people back from like the 90s and everything. And he's not, he's not like the other players that are coming in in the last few years who like their favorite player in the world is LeBron and they just idolize LeBron and love LeBron. Mm. He's a Jordan guy. <laughs> Zion's Salute. a Jordan guy. He's watching all the yeah. old dudes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he just goes out there and he just wants to win no matter what. And he's not the type who's going to want to be load managed under any sort of like way. Like he just wants to go out there and ball. That's it. Um, especially since, you know, the game was taken away from him last year. He didn't get to play at all. Right. And he's just like, you know, why does this keep happening to me? And and I think a lot of people, a lot of people forget the human element. Like these guys are people, you know, they have feelings. He wanted to play and he couldn't play. So imagine how awful that feels, right? So when he's right. back 
and he out there doing windmill 360s <laughs> freak <laughs> like, man he's just crazy. having fun you know and yeah. i love to see him out there having fun so yeah it'll be good to get him back hopefully he'll get a game or two under his belt before the uh before the break um because mm-hmm. i'd love to see him go get that all-star start is that for he's sure. a starter right so yeah. go out there get a quick dunk and go have a seat because we don't need to risk anything yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> how how has i've always been curious popping in and trying to watch as many games as i can how yeah. have him and bi played off each other because bi is a ball dominant guy as well so they yeah. both need their touches they're both very ball dominant do they just kind of take turns is there a little two-man game like how how, how have they worked off of each other if they have i feel like they they kind of take turns right i'd be interested to see them play like a little two-man game do like a little high pick and roll or something like that um, sure, yeah. but they don't get into a lot of that surprisingly um hmm. just not from what i remember but i also i'm still a of the mindset that i just watch the game as like a regular fan like i don't watch and be like oh okay he's got a head she's got to do this like i don't <laughs> right right <laughs> i don't break it down like that in real time yeah. when i watch it i'm just looking i'm like yeah you know like i'm a season ticket holder i'm just out there looking yeah. you know so um but no i think they, they kind of just like take turns a little bit um and there's times where like it, it's it's crazy because you don't want to double team zion and leave a guy like bi open and you and, and vice right. versa you don't want to leave zion open because if he cut or something <laughs> and his man is over there on bi so you know what's happening I've, yeah yeah you know what's about to happen so there's they it's just crazy because it's like they've only played together a few times this season and then last season mm-hmm. not at all and the season before that it seems like a lifetime ago and sometimes i have right. to go back on league pass and watch those first couple games of the season just to see them play together yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> last night i was watching a game from november 21st uh the wow. pelicans are playing the spurs <laughs> and we had and, and cj was out that game i'm like dude oh come see on. But, can't even <laughs> <laughs> but just what they were they was going off that game zion had a really good game that night and yeah they just kind of it's it's an insane one-two punch to have to endure for defenses and i want to say the only no but i don't think anybody can really guard zion one-on-one except i've seen with my own eyes oh okay. holiday Drew uh-huh. Holiday. Yeah, he's a wizard. He, I don't know how he does it. Big, he had small. Hell. He's locking you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was. Tough. I remember that, that game. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, aside from him, you know, he's the only one who can hold his own. And, and Drew's strong. And a lot of guys yes. would say that they're like he's much stronger than he appears. They sleep to be. on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of his. Uh, his trainer who he works with over like the last several years i've seen a lot of videos of the stuff that he has that guy uh his guys doing and i've seen a lot of stuff he's had drew doing and i'm like yeah this makes sense <laughs> this yeah. dude is in the lab <laughs> and he might be yeah. how you know however tall he may be um he's able to kind of shut down a dude like that and it's crazy because when you say shut down i mean zion probably still had like maybe 16 or so points that game sure um so by his standards exactly because <laughs> you, you figured if you're putting a, a six two six three guy on zion like oh that's a 30 piece easy, easy 30 yeah. probably a triple yeah. double you know what i'm saying right. but yeah no and drew might have he might have been hacking who knows i don't <laughs> I mean, he, but... he, he does get away he does get away with a lot and of Zion stuff don't drew. be getting them calls you know it's, it's <laughs> the way it's like they haven't figured out how to officiate him and it's like they they yeah. kind of penalize players that are strong and it's like hey yes. just because just because he went up 
and he made that doesn't mean that the old boy just didn't slap the heck out of his arms. Facts. Facts. Like you, you, you gonna call we it? So with LeBron it. against Boston the other night, like oh, he went up, clearly was, got wow. hacked, and I mean LeBron went wild. went a little overboard. But I mean, I the fact of the matter, it was hilarious. And then Pat Bev with the camera, like, come on, son. Yeah, but, that was nuts. That was sick. nuts. Sick. But um, yeah, they. I, I'm excited for. Um, I want to say, say Thursday next week, uh, maybe on Tuesday mm-hmm. or something like that. They're going to reevaluate Zion, and yeah, hopefully he can get on the court sometime next week, and uh, maybe Pelicans will make a trade. He'll have a new teammate to play with out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, hopefully one person that stays past the trade deadline is my new favorite player in the NBA, Jose Alvarado, because so of glad. his <laughs> angst against the point fraud who you lovingly, lovingly mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love this dude. This <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that he's I feel like he's one of the few players that's still in the league that mm-hmm. understands the fraudulence of Christopher Paul. Um, I, I, no I want him to do everything. There's no yeah. love. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I think uh, Jose always gets that Pat Bev comparison, and he's even compared himself to Pat Beverly, right? But it's really? just their the similarities. Okay. Is and I wouldn't say he. I wouldn't say someone asked Jose, "Who do you compare yourself to?" And he goes, "Yeah, Pat I, I would hope he thinks situation. he's better than Pat Beth." Yeah, it wasn't that situation. <laughs> it was like uh, they were playing against the Wolves, um, and he told the referee, "He was like, I'm just a light skinned version of him." <laughs> so that's the context <laughs> there. That's the context. But um, I think in terms of uh, you know just being a pest, being pesky, that's their similarities, and I think that's where it ends. I don't think that exactly, uh, yeah. Pat Beverly is going to take the court this year and get a 38-point game like Jose Alvarado did. Nah. Like, he can actually nah. hoop, um, but he comes out there. He's an energy guy, and he's, like, he he's a positive energy guy, too. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, And he's, yes. he's one of those guys you – he's going to bother you if you're a Suns fan or a fan of, like, whatever yeah. other team. He's going to bother you just because he's guarding somebody 94 feet. Um and, and I get it. I've seen guys like TJ McConnell. One time TJ McConnell had me so upset <laughs> because really? I was like, why are you playing so hard? <laughs> like, give us a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now so, you have one of your own. It's like, oh, now, now I get it. Exactly, right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Jose, I mean, you know, he, he, was, he was undrafted and the Pelicans brought him in on their summer league team. And, you know, he ended up signing as a two-way. And he, he once he got the opportunity, he did so well. Um, yes. that they went ahead and signed him before the playoffs. Because otherwise, you know, if you're two-way, you're not playing and you're like, you're not eligible for playoffs. So they Correct. signed him to an actual contract towards the end of the season and they got him on like a great deal. Um, and so he's just, uh, he used to just be the guy on the sideline with the highlighter shoes. And we'd be like, who is that dude? He's yeah, like the yeah. biggest cheerleader over there. Yeah. And now he's out there beating his chest and Chris Paul's knocking out his teeth and he's getting yeah, elbow. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, and I think the only thing working against him is his size. I think a lot of times you, right. you'll put him out there uh, with CJ, who's shorter than, you know, yeah. these other big kids who are coming into the league these days. So when you put him out there with CJ, it gets a little bit rough. You put Jose out there with Devontae Graham, it is Oof. bad. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> it's Hobbit season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rough, you know, but um, he, he's got so much fight in him and, and guys like, uh, Najee Marshall, he was also undrafted, and we brought mm. him onto the team. And those two, they love each other. They're two peas in a pod, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. 
guys like that, you you just love to have them in your corner. Yeah, Alvarado is so good because, well, I'll, I'll ask you this first. Is he still trying to sneak people from behind? Is he still trying to get that move off? Because I know he snuck up on people, like, literally, and was able to, like, <laughs> trick some people. But now that people know his steez, are they, is people he still know. able to every now and then get that off? Yeah, it's it's happening at uh, much less of a frequency. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. The Scott okay. report is out. You know, guys, yeah, over the yeah, yeah. Now, Always look behind, know. keep your head on the swivel. Yeah, yeah. they know, yeah. they know. And I've even seen. Uh, I don't know if it was Najee or if it was another guy on the team. Somebody tried to do it the other day, and it's like it doesn't really have the same effect because you can't really blend into the bench. You can't blend into the crowd at right. your size. But with Jose right. being his size, and he crouched down a little you th- bit. You think a fan might be coming on the court? Like you don't know who see. that is running up <laughs> You're on not you. Like, see him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think a referee yeah. told him one time, "You have to be on the court," because he was like out of bounds. And right. Like, right. The referee right. told him he had to be on the court, so he stands in the very corner. And he's That's like, amazing. Y'all don't pay attention. I'm, I'm gonna come and get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, I think touching on the West a little bit, like what who's the toughest team? Who has given this team the toughest matchup so far? Has it been the Grizz and the whole rivalry that's on the come up? <laughs> has it been the Suns and the point fraud and all of that? Like who's been the their toughest matchup, you think? Or who gives them the most trouble? It's really tough to say because you know, we haven't been healthy. They haven't been healthy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when we played, they got the Suns regular season series out of the way quickly. Um, that's mm. been done since since mid-December. Um, and they split the series two and two. But every single game, somebody was missing from either side. Gotcha. Um, so it's hard to say if, you know, if the Suns are really like an issue for the Pelicans at this point. Um, with Memphis, it's pretty much the same. B.I. got, he hurt his toe in a game against Memphis in the first half. So he missed the second half. And ended up getting blown out by like 20 or so points or something like mm. that. Um, if there's any team and, you know, and they beat Denver, the Pelicans had beat Denver the first time and mm. the second time okay. they lost and the third time they lost. But, um, you know, we, we've seen that they can beat them, but I right. think if we're going into the playoffs against any other team that's fully healthy, I think the only team I wouldn't want them to play in the playoffs healthy would be the Clippers. Which is weird because really? I just have not believed in them at all this season. But I, it, it, because right. you know they ain't been healthy either. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Is Kawhi gonna load manage through the playoffs? Right. <laughs> so it's like I don't want those problems in yeah. the playoffs specifically. And with Memphis, with them, I feel like that comes down to who has home court advantage. And I don't think okay, it's I don't think we'll get to a point where we'll flip in the standings with them. I don't think we'll end up back on top. Um, but those guys, they play so well on their home court. And the Pelicans play well on their court, too, but not as good as Memphis does on theirs. Um, so I would hate to do a seven-game series, and everybody wants it. Everybody wants a Memphis and, and New Orleans series. And I'm like, yeah. nah, we need home court advantage <laughs> if we're going to take it that way. I'm telling you, like, yeah. <laughs> home court advantage is going to play into it heavily. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just it's really hard to say because we haven't been healthy. No one in the West has really been healthy. Um right. But as far as, you know, my personal preference, I think the Clippers are number one on the don't want to face them healthy list. But, hey, maybe I'm underestimating my team. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, kind of thinking about it off the top of my head, like I'm not that mad at that matchup because <laughs> Kawhi or Paul George is going to have to guard B.I. Yeah. So that means you're probably going to get, let, let's assume Kawhi takes Zion? Because of the size, so then you got who's, PG. 
who's the Clippers for right now? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I hope it's not Batum. I know he's still getting minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, Zubac is the five. Right. And I like Morris the Zubac. They have oh, a Morris geez. twin. So it might, uh, so, you know, you know what's going to happen if a Morris twin out there. Not Zion going to get hacked up. <laughs> Zion going to get, he going to live at that free throw line. Yeah. So, I like the, I like the Zubac, um, Valanchunas matchup. Valanchunas that, that plays crazy good. against the Spurs. Because Zubac, he won't come out there. And JV going to shoot that three. Now, yeah, he if is. He make one. He's been making he them for one. a few years now. Like, that should be on the scouting report. Like, what's up with that? He hit like seven in the first half against the Clippers one time. And it's like, when wow. are you going to get out there and guard him? You right. He's going to let him keep. Wrong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> JV be going crazy sometimes. Yeah. So um, I like the I like the center matchup. Um, right. But uh, yeah, as far as the other positions, just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Not That's in the tough. first round. Not in the first round. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, the yeah. second round. <laughs> you don't want to face Kawhi the first round. Like at least Not let me first. get to the second round before I got to deal with him. Yeah. Hey, that's all I yeah. want. You know, the Pelicans, yeah. they haven't been to the second round since the 2018 playoff run. Um, so that was this, AD's last year, right? Yeah. This yeah, current they swept the Blazers, era, yeah. yeah. Man. And and that's just, that's a whole other thing because how you go out there and sweep somebody and make franchise history and then immediately you're like, you know what, guys? I don't think I want to come back after that because yeah, he played you know that saying? next like, season. Bron but... texts me, so... <laughs> <laughs> Rich that Paul and them. Yeah. Right. So we got to yeah. get back to the second round. That's like, you know, first round, okay, cool, whatever. But we need to be able to advance to the second round to say we've made some progress with the current, you know, personnel that we got. Right. Um, <clears throat> Rel Myers is my guest. She is a co host of the Pells and Whistles podcast, Believe Podcast Network. So check for her social media information in the YouTube and podcast description. Um, well, I think I I can't do an NBA podcast without at least mentioning Braun and this whole record stuff. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's it's a whole bunch of compiling, but you know, I'll fall back. It's all good. Um, yeah. From from what you have seen just over the years, this whole LeBron thing, and I don't, I don't know if you're a Jordan person or a LeBron person or maybe a Kobe person. I don't know, <laughs> but um, to talk talk to me about your feelings on LeBron on the cusp breaking this. Once hollowed record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career scoring record. I learned something about myself recently. I'm a hater. (laughs) Oh, so you're you're perfect for this podcast. Let's go. I'm a big hater. I I realize that. It's like, man, I need to chill. I just need to be, you know, happy people. (laughs) I just be like, disgruntled all the time. But there was a point in time when the Warriors were doing their thing when I was cheering for LeBron. Somewhere mm. along the way, I was like, I never cheered for LeBron. What are you talking about? You right, know? right. Because <laughs> I was so busy hating on Golden State at the time. Hey, you know? There you go. Always <laughs> so, got to find somebody to hate. Yeah. See? It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, wow. I'm, I'm 33 years of age now. I just realized <laughs> in my Jesus year that I am a big old hater. <laughs> so um, it's, it's a really cool milestone for him to achieve. Um, and, I, and I can't imagine who's going to come into the league and get anywhere close to to getting to breaking that record you yeah. know what i mean um yeah. i just think that a lot of things surrounding him everything's gotta be a story right so oh. it's like he's they they put in every game on national tv some sort of way because he's about to right. break the record which okay when Steph had his thing to for the three-point record they did the same. They put that yep. on tv okay yep. cool very happy for him um 
but with LeBron, I feel like uh, like the thing with Bronny. Bronny's like thirty fourth in his class, and he's yeah. like, well, you know, wherever he goes, I'm gonna go. Okay, so now you're altering the lives of how many draft picks because exactly. you said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> turning into Lavar Ball. Like he's also Lavar Ball messed, but he's LeBron, so he gets away with it. Like that's what the Lavar would have said, and we would have roasted him for it. That's a fact. And you know, I ended up be- becoming. I- I'm glad you brought that up because my entire life I was raised to be a Laker hater. But the okay. one time that I became, um, uh, like they became kind of like my second team that I like to watch on the side mm-hmm. was when they drafted Lonzo because I felt like the way everybody was hating on Lavar, I really wanted to see Lonzo and Jello and Melo succeed because what right. what they dad got going on and got nothing to do with them, nothing, and what they doing on the court. So right. I would love to see those guys succeed, and you know, and we ended up getting Lonzo, and I was like, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And so he's had, you know, his injury issues as of uh, late and, you know, he's nowhere yeah. near close to returning. And so I feel no. so bad for his current situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was the only year I ever cheered for the Lakers after. And, if, and my mom, she would be so upset if she knew <laughs> <laughs> because it was her fault. I didn't like the Lakers right. as a kid. Right. But I was cheering for them and I really liked all those guys. And it's crazy how we ended up getting uh Lonzo, B.I., right. Josh Hart. We got Larry Nance now. All the Lakers, yeah. Julius Randle, he used to play for them. So right. <laughs> but then <laughs> somewhere along the way, LeBron decides, you know what? You know what, what I'm gonna do, where I wanna go play? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go to LA. And I'll I'll never forget when I got the Woj bomb. I said, Are you serious, bro? I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. Now I'm gonna be lumped in with the bandwagoners. And I just, I can't support can't, this. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't, can't, can't be that. Can't be that. Yeah. Never that. Yeah, so, yeah. and then it just, it just escalated from there. Made things worse. He's pandering. He's tampering. He's, you know, he's getting an AD's ear. And then so from that point forward, oh. it's like, you know what, LeBron, I'm not rocking with you. But the right. record, the record is super cool. I don't think anybody will touch it for a really, really long time. So whenever he gets it and he, there was a chance that he could get it this Saturday against the Pelicans. I don't think it's going to happen. He would have mm. to get like 45 points in the next, like for both games. I don't oh, think wow. it's going to happen. Wow. So maybe OKC, but again, yeah. LeBron and the storylines, they're playing the Bucks on TNT on like Tuesday. Taylor made. Yeah. What better yeah. time? We already know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what better <Yep>. time? <laughs> we know I, the game. I, I just want to know, has LeBron finished reading the Malcolm X book from a few years ago? I think Never. he's still on like the prologue, the prelogue. Like I don't think he's even gotten to chapter one. I think he's still on Malcolm Little. I don't think he's even gotten to <laughs> Detroit Red or anything yet. Like he ain't reading that book, man. He ain't reading it. He be playing Madden at the house. You know, Savannah blew up his spot. She showing yeah, videos. Yeah, I, I peeped that too. Yeah, yeah. Like that's all he does. Like I, I hope and I play Madden. Like that. That's literally like all he does. Like I'm tampering. I make bad movies and then I go hoop. Like that's it. House party. You ain't got to lie to kick it, Brian. You ain't got to lie, dog. Facts. Like, seriously, though. Yeah. I'm, He's a funny dude. He is. In, in, in a very, um, I don't think he means to be funny, but just the way he moves is like, bruh. Like, you know, that's it's hilarious. Um, you know, he says he always knew this and always knew that. Right. So that just be lying. Like, why? We, 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 we all got that one homie that does that. Like, yo, this dude stay lying, bruh. But imagine if that homie is LeBron. Like, how do you right. press... Like your you your lying homie is a billionaire. All right, then he 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 gonna get these lies off around me. I'm trying Max. to get a deal or two. I want to be Mav Carter. 
Oh, for real. Shoot. You know. <laughs> um as I wrap up here and think that thank you so much for appearing. I do appreciate it. And uh hopefully the audience yeah. is tapping in with, with your social networking. I'll make sure to have all that in the podcast description, the YouTube description. Um as big picture it for me. There's a lot of teams in the West. There's a lot of teams that come into, are, are they still calling it the blender or have we moved <laughs> on from? It's, it's going to stay the blender for okay. at least another year or so. Cause smoothie okay. King, their, their naming rights, I think ends in 2024. So when mm. we get a new name, we'll have to get okay. a new nickname, but the blender gotcha. is very fitting. Yes, loud, yes. I, that, that's probably my favorite of all the arena nicknames. I'm like, yo, they really call on the spot the blender. You know what? I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but of all the teams in the West, obviously we want the Pels to succeed, assuming they're actually going to be healthy over the second half mm-hmm. of the year. Are the Warriors done? Because I'm still reserved. I want to <laughs> bury them. <laughs> I, I got the shovel. I'm ready to to dig six feet. But something about Steph, something about them maybe making a move at the deadline, just getting yeah. healthy in general, makes me and not want to bury it. them. Right. I hadn't even thought about that as far as them making any sort of move because because they got all them young guys. Like they all do. of them can't stay. That's true. That's true. And their too. window is like it's closing. Like they might be able to crowbar maybe a year or two mm-hmm. if they make the right trade. But man, look, what if? Oh, this <laughs> is bad. Oh, this ooh, is, this go is really ahead, bad. go ahead. I, I see the wheels turning. Let's go. Jay Crowder got to get moved. Hey. <laughs> what if? Hey. hey. All of a sudden, he'll start hitting threes like he's back in the bubble. Like, hey. And you know, we I don't, mean, up in the blender, we don't rock with Jay Crowder. You might have heard the chance last season. <laughs> we don't rock yes, with Jay Crowder. Yes, yes. <laughs> now that's. He's a guy that is so weird to me because he can't shoot. But for some reason, when it's you need in. him to shoot, it goes in. <laughs> like, in. he can't shoot. Like, he's going to shoot 30% all yep. year long. But then yep. in the bubble or in the big playoff series, he gets hot. Like, he is <laughs> he boss man 99. Like, come on. Anyone who calls himself boss man always got to be a little weary <laughs> Of you and how you carry yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. boss man, all caps. Come on, come on. But um, yeah, no, I totally sidebar. I totally like sidetrack that one. I don't feel comfortable counting Steph Curry out. You know what I mean? Like not like I feel like he could very easily go on like a heater and carry them. So it's like it's it's for me. I'm not counting the Warriors out only because I'm not counting Steph out. Um, okay. So I think that uh, factoring in the amount of experience they have in the postseason, too, and with the way they've been sitting their guys um, yeah. everywhere they go, they're, they're benching yeah. these dudes. And it's like they really don't care about the regular season. They feel like if we can just, you know, just, just get scooch in. on by real quick That's and it. get into the postseason, <laughs> yep. it's yep. on and everybody better watch out. So. Yeah. Um, and that that strategy could very well come back to bite them. I mean, um, they could end up in a situation like, um, what was it? Was it the bubble year when they played Memphis in that little play-in situation? In the play-in, yep. yep. Yeah, they could and, end up in a situation like that. And yeah. now you get knocked out. But, I mean, they yep. came back stronger. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They retooled, <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. So we'll see what happens with that. But as far as um, 
you know, who ends up in the finals and things like that. I haven't mm-hmm. even really formed an opinion on like, who do I, who do I want to win this season? Um, right. And the only people I absolutely would not be okay with winning is of course I like that list. the okay. Lakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the Lakers. I don't want to, anybody can win. You know, I would right. be, I would hate a little bit if Memphis won just cause you know, like I have a lot of Memphis Grizzlies fans that I talk to on Twitter and stuff that we got that small market camaraderie thing going mm-hmm. on. But it's like, sometimes I look at them and I'm like, dang it. We supposed to be doing what you're doing right now, right, <laughs> and we <right>. got derailed. <laughs> but we're gonna get there, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, look, Rel Myers has been my guest. She is a co-host of the Pels and Whistles podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Rel, thank you so much for pulling up. Hopefully, we we could do this again sometime down the line after the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it, man. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And then uh, I'll give you a more comprehensive breakdown of the point fraud. It's a lot. I ain't want to make this an hour long episode, but the, the point fraud thing is real. Um, Alvarado is a hero amongst many people throughout <laughs> We're gonna talk the NBA about Twitter. It. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. well, I'm definitely going to come back. We're definitely going to talk about that because I, I feel like I, I was listening to the Zion is a baby Giannis episode and you brought up okay. uh, Jose and you said that Jose and Chris Paul were both dirty. And I was like, hold on now. <laughs> and I was like, the people are going to have to hear about this. But, yeah, I would definitely but dirty in a good way for Jose, but just not yeah. for the point for all. Jose That's does all. the dirty work and Chris Paul okay. is dirty. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I'll take that. I'll even yep. fall back and accept that. That's cool. <laughs> we'll I'm here for that. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Thank you, Rel. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. You know what it is. Appreciate Rel Myers for pulling up on the pod. That was a really good spot. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed both guests I had on this week. Uh, Trying to do that a little bit more, man. Mixing up the content, you know, sometimes being a little bit more team specific. That might be something we tap into a little bit more. Uh, But thank you all as always. I appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Doing numbers over there. Podcast is also doing well. Nice and steady. Appreciate the loyalty. Any ideas, any feedback you have for the pod, you know, y'all know how to reach me. Most of y'all know how to reach me. If not, Elon app is good for now. If you're doing the Zuckerberg app, you can follow me over there. You can catch me over there as well. So uh, all feedback is appreciated. As always, I appreciate the loyalty. I appreciate y'all always supporting the brand and the movement. Uh, We're going to keep pushing this thing to where it needs to get to ultimately. A lot of diversity in terms of topics, a lot of diversity in terms of guests going to continue. Uh, as we build in this thing, man, from a all NBA to all sports to all whatever in the very near future. So for the CFD podcast, I'm Sam Duesenberry. I'm out.